Welcome back, everybody, to Be Kind Rewind. I'm your host, Julian Maxey. We've got a fun-filled extravaganza of a show today. I'm really super excited about today. We're talking about the 2007 Hairspray musical adaptation of the original John Waters 1988 film. With me today, to my right... The incomparable Big Gay Payson. Hi. Hi, Payson. Payson was a judge in Boise's Next Drag Superstar. And he tells me that he is an avid aficionado of all things drag culture and drag history. How you doing, Payson? Say I'm hi. Good. Everybody. Really, that's just a way for me to, to look snooty to the other drag queens. <laughs> <laughs> I know more than you. <laughs> I saw those YouTube videos before you did. <laughs> Payson's a great entertainer here in Boise, and I, I love him. I'm so glad you were here today. Thank you. I'm really excited All to be here. Right. And then to his rights, Miss Crystal Moore. Hi, Crystal. Hi. Crystal uh, is the owner of the Jack Mormon Comedy Hour, which will debut here in Boise in October of 2019 going forward. So if you're listening to this from a year, in, year from now, you missed a great show, so don't miss the next one. Exactly. <laughs> it was wild. It was crazy. People stripped. <laughs> yeah, it was so crazy. We burned the mother down <laughs> six months from now. <laughs> and then, of course, it'd be remiss not to mention that we have the doctor herself, doctor from Doctor Who Velocity, seen all over the world on BBC in America. It's a wonderful, delightful uh, fan film that you do. And I'm, we're so grateful for you to be here today. Oh, thank you, man. Thank right. you. Fun fact, that's the only Doctor Who I've ever watched. Really? I, uh, oh, yeah. my goodness. Yep. I didn't know that. Yep, I have to. Um, that really I, means a lot to me. Well, I, I know myself too much. And if I get into something that I really, really love, that's all what I uh, will be about. I run a show about movies that nobody cares about that I love. So <laughs> that's some just good You don't need to open that can of worms? Nope, I do not. It's probably a good thing. There's a lot of can of worms I avoid. <laughs> Game of Thrones just ended, and uh, I know that whole show by memes. That's all I can tell you about it. Just lots of whispering and boob. That's, that's mainly what I see. And then to her right, uh, somebody that I'm very, very excited to be working with, somebody I've known for a long time, and I've gotten to meet them face-to-face today, and I'm very, very excited. Miss Heidi Jacobs. Can you say hi, hi dude? What's up? Heidi Jacobs is uh, a local artist here in Boise. Uh, she runs Starry Starry Boise on Instagram. Her artwork is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, Heidi, how are you? I'm good, man. Thanks. Oh, thanks, dude, for being with us. All right, so... Uh, like I said, at the, the top of the show, we're talking about the 2007 Hairspray movie. Now, this is interesting. When I when I, when I I basically narrowed down to do this show, I'll, I'll be honest, this is one of the quickest cast episodes to date. When I said I was sitting there the other day, literally two days ago, I was like, hmm, I want to do Hairspray. And within a half hour, I had most of you guys all ready to go. And I'm really thankful for that. Um, it's a good movie. It's a good it is, movie. It is it's a good movie. Well, movie. obviously, that's why we're... Well, I was like, yeah, hold the phone, Joey Maxey. <laughs> yeah, like, you're not, you're yeah. not going to suggest a John Waters movie and not immediately exactly. get me to join. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, and, and the reason why I picked it is because it's not billed. I mean, I guess it is billed as a John Waters movie, but it's very much taken away from the, the original 1988 movie. Um, added a bunch of music into it back in 2002 for a Broadway play. 
which ran for a very long time. I think it's still running to this day with some of the original um, cursory actors from time to time. Uh, Harvey Firestein is one of them. And another gal that I cannot, the original uh, Tracy, who's got a really interesting story we're going to get into uh, a little bit later. But So when I did this movie, I didn't realize that it actually was a well-liked movie and it wasn't something that people hated. Um, I, I, I liked it. I saw it in the theater when it came out and it was a good flick. Um, but I just assumed erroneously that people that, who were uh, big uh, fans of John Waters would hate it. But thankfully, it's not the case. It's actually a really, really, really good movie. Uh, Vicky Payson, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off with you. What were your first cursory thoughts of A, Hairspray, and B, when I said, hey, you want to come and talk nice about this movie that I assumed people hated? <laughs> well, listen, <laughs> first off, I, I'm super excited to talk about this movie in particular. And you said that it, you know, it's not really billed as a John Waters movie. But really, like John Waters, he is... I mean, he is the king of filth. Like he is, he talks, Absolutely. you know, his uh, traditionally John Waters mm-hmm. films are about the filthy, disgusting aspects of human behavior. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hairspray is no different. You know, it talks, it's, it's obviously centered around racism. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it, I, the difference is, is that this is a little bit more, uh, uh, swallowable. <laughs> like you can, you, this can be put on TV and it's okay. You couldn't put like pink flamingos on TV. No. Um, well, and, and, and it's interesting you say that, too, because in the very first, the, the original 88 movie, even though it's, you know, John Waters trash, it's still the, it's, it, was, uh, it was rated PG, which was the lowest rating he's ever received in any of his movies. Well, good for him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> shoot, for the longest time, they were rated X. I mean, it was that raunchy. And so yeah. now he, come, he came out with Hairspray, PG, in 1988. Um, it says a lot about uh, the, the mass appeal of it and then how... I say that I'm, I say this in the most positive manner I can that it was easily homogenized for mainstream uh, audiences for 2007. Yeah, for sure, it was cleaned up yeah. quite a bit. They put Zac Efron in as Link. Um, they had, oh. which was listen, fine by me. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't fine complain. By everyone. <laughs> yes, I think we can all agree. And who that. better to play like the the classically good-looking American mm. white guy, like mm-hmm. fresh off of a uh, High School Musical too. Uh, yeah, right. So that little oh. baby fat on his face is adorable. Oh. Mm. Delicious. He like, uh. winks at you in every oh. scene. Oh, oh yes, so he's good. That little hair oh, flip, girl. I'll oh, take my it. Gosh. Mm. Crystal, what were your cursory thoughts when I said, "Hey, you want to come talk talk nice about this movie?" Well, and what it means to you to begin with. Uh, f- first, I want to admit that I feel like I'm probably going to be. Tr- you you guys all know everything about movies, and I tend to know very. I dig very little into all of the little things to know. Mm-hmm. So everyone's talking facts, and I'm like, I love musicals, <laughs> and this is one of my favorites for the story. <laughs> you know? no, that's not but... a bad thing. That is not a bad thing to not. I don't want to know too much about something I love because then I won't love it anymore. <laughs> if you think about it, that's so. true. Mm-hmm. That's a good point, but. Um, you know, I watched it fresh today, and it was it was such a treat to to be reminded of what a good story it was. Mm-hmm. On top of how good the music was, just how uh, good the satire was in the in the music, how good the satire was visually. That's what I I think I love probably the most about um, this one is that it really does dig into those more you know just. Ugh, things mm-hmm. about humanity but in this 
Good morning, Baltimore. <laughs> it's grandstanding. Kind of why, exactly. Yeah. Just, she's so hopeful. She's so innocent. And, and I feel like all of us are that deep down, mm-hmm. you know, that hopeful, innocent, like everything could still be rainbows, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was really cool. But then I also had this thought that, uh, wow, a lot of these, these issues being touched on and from a time in American history um, we're still dealing with very much today and and in a almost more heated way even Mm -hmm. than we did Mm -hmm. in the 60s like Mm -hmm. they started that revolution but they didn't quite finish it or we would not be here today still like in 2007 trying to retell these stories Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and again now with that's a big elephant of this movie that we're definitely going to be talking about today. You hit the nail on the head as far as the crux of this mm. film. So, Well, it hit me. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. Heidi, what were your thoughts? Uh, definitely um, Payson and Crystal both hit on it. It's just that, you know, I really enjoyed that this movie was a celebration of fat bodies, black culture, mm-hmm. black bodies. Um, but also, you know, it's a reminder about homophobia, racism, mm-hmm. sexism, you know, this this is a really fun and happy and bright movie, but it's also, you know, really really about the the broken bad shit that happens underneath all mm-hmm. of that. And I Absolutely. So, you know, I, I really enjoyed one getting to go back and watching a movie that I liked in high school, but then also getting to look at it through fresh, more adult eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Absolutely. Especially like, you know, experiencing the things that we're experiencing now you know 10 years later yeah i mean it's weird to think of that this movie came out 12 years ago it was in 90 in 07 Mm -hmm. how different the world was yes back then the 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 themes in this movie are almost back then if you think about it a novelty at the time and now you're like oh crap that's literally now still real it's not even close to even being satire anymore like it almost feeling that like when you were when you were that age, when I was in two thousand seven, it felt like a novelty. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, when you talked about those things or when those kinds of like stories were told. Past. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was like it, oh man, those those were racist back mm-hmm. then. Jeez. Yeah. It almost felt like a political overreach. Yeah, yeah. Like the mm-hmm. hyperbole was so great. You yeah. were just like, oh, mm-hmm. like so silly. But yeah, now people I was like, don't act like that anymore. There's there's none of that anymore. Yeah, no. It's always just reserved for old grandfathers that mm-hmm. sit around and drink tea and and hate on people and then you look at real people who are like very much younger than me i mean these are kids that are i'm almost 40 years old these kids are 20 years younger than me and they're like oh yeah f these people like holy shit that's insane we're still to this day still marching in streets with signs yeah they they want to reverse that yeah segregation to them was a plus yeah so when Queen Latifah was singing, um, there's a light. The things that they had written on the signs are a lot of the things that I still see written on signs today. And Mm -hmm. that that scene really broke me. Yeah. I have to say. It is a very, very powerful scene. Yeah. Like, I definitely started crying. And when I saw that that (laughs) in high school, that didn't make me cry because I don't think I understood. No just how much of a struggle it was back then and how much of a struggle it still is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it almost seemed too, like, it was quaint. 
Like, oh yes. my gosh, they. It didn't even seem real because, mm-hmm. like, it's something I'd always seen on film. Mm-hmm. It's never something I'd been a part of. Yeah, and now you see it now, and it's a real, real thing. It's, or it's, it's, it's even something I participated in. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, I have been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've you've uh, participated a lot in in that. Uh, I hate yeah. to, I'd say throw that activism around because that's just a, a bullshit label. I mean, this is real goddamn life that people are dealing with. And, yeah, and you're. Uh, it, it, all of you guys here on the show have participated in that in some way, and it's really commendable that this is something that is so real and so you can touch it now. Like right. It wasn't a quaint little. I almost, you know, when I was looking, uh, I can remember when I saw this movie, like it, it was gimmicky. It was almost, it was quaint. It did, didn't look authentic at all. And now it's just freaking wow. You didn't even get even close to how much. They couldn't even scratch the surface of how real that emotion is. These people are getting um, uh, marginalized and objectified and just flat out being told you got to go after yourself. Wow. And to the point where they're wanting to do that even more so. It's almost like if they came out as, okay, we want uh, white kids and black kids on different days and in different schools. You think, well, at least that's I, I, – it's almost worse almost with a lot of, 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 uh, of what's happening with, with a lot of marginalized uh, – communities now well mm-hmm. and specifically it talks about it you know it talks about in this situation specifically black people but um you know being in the media being on television mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. being in movies mm-hmm. and, and films and all of that yeah, and who gets to be on television yeah uh-huh. and really it's whose I mean, ideas get to be heard exactly yep. whose voice whose voices are mm-hmm. more important mm-hmm. um and and that was really evident in the whole i mean that's you know that's obviously what the film is about is is about visibility gift. and how important visibility is and why it's so important to fight for visibility well it's exactly. the one of the first things you sort of uh, you know get in the movie because you've got that scene where uh you know it's after they've filmed the show and the the producer is going over and she's just upset you know and she's yelling at him and and these children are, are young and we need to steer them in the white direction you know and corny's yes. like the right and she goes didn't i say that mm-hmm. and yeah. it was just such oh. a sharp line oh. i was like "Ooh, oh yeah yeah that was intense back oh then. yeah and it was like, just Oof. so Oof. It's, just right the, on the, the head. whole uh miss baltimore crabs song mm-hmm. scene where she's like picking apart all the things wrong with the mm-hmm. little girls mm-hmm. like who again these are children right yeah and like she's telling him you're too poor you're too fat your face is mm-hmm. dirty like mm-hmm. And you, you have know, a Jewish nose. There yeah, was that she one said, too. Yeah, she says the Oigavolt thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's and and so she's like she's deciding, you know, who is pretty enough or white enough mm-hmm. to be on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a total. Um, even even still, mm. what, what what jumped out at me too is that these people are are fighting for uh, their voice to be heard, but they still, even though they gain. A step forward or two, they still have to remain in that role. Mm-hmm. Um, Tracy Turnblatt gets uh, cast uh, for the Corny Collins show, and so who is her sponsor? Is um, Mr. Pinky's Hefty Hideaway? Yeah, like she still has to objectify herself. Like, yes, I'm a big girl, and I have to wear these big dresses. Thankfully, you know they're they're designed in a way for everybody, but it's still Hefty Hideaway is the person that's 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 uh sponsoring you and even um uh, for i hate even saying this out loud but negro day oh my god um i know right every time like, i heard it visibly it was like, <laughs> visibly <laughs> shuddered 
um, they still like they're 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 getting their voice, but they still know that yep, it's the last day of the month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all we have. Even yeah, you get uh, one uh, day. Yeah, right. The the record hop, which I didn't know what that was. I thought it was just something they came up with this movie. But it was a real thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the record hop that they did, where they're playing all the new records and stuff, and they had that 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 the the segregated gym that they had to dance on either side of this rope. It's just to to see it is just so unbelievable, and it, they're they're still getting their. You know, their foot in their door, but they're still very much outside. Well, there was very, even very an much. instance where um, the mom, the producer, gets mad at Motormouth Motor Mouth Maybell mm-hmm. because she has her girls singing a song that they wrote, the new girl in town. Mm-hmm. But the white girls also sang it on the Corny Collins show. Mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, she got really mad about that because yeah. the, only the white girls can sing that song, uh-huh. but not the girls who wrote it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, cultural appropriation, for mm-hmm. sure. I mean, there's so many. The, the more you whittle at this, there's just so many little tiny layers of of, of, of misrepresentation. Right. That, that well, and packed a lot of different con- uh, um, concepts in such a, mm-hmm. a nice little bubblegum package that they, that they But made. it's about, you know, I mean, you know, obviously the, this film addresses, you know, the people in power doing, mm-hmm. not doing the right thing. And it's that is still again why it's so relevant today and why it's relevant to still be talking about mm-hmm. um, and again what makes it a great john waters specifically what makes it a john waters film mm-hmm. is uh is the fact that it talks about you know the gross uh, abuse of power and and still in this day and age we still have things like systemic racism so you know mm-hmm. uh, systemic poverty that keeps black people separate from white people we have separate we have suburbs mm-hmm. to separate black people from white people you know and uh it's it's especially in the media um it's mm-hmm. still going on and that's again why visibility is so important and why mm-hmm. and really what the film is about mm-hmm. and, and even the um the, the most well-meaning ally is still just a a piece of that clog you know corny collins is pushing for the integration um well more for the the, the body body positive aspect of, of hiring tracy turnblatt and um oh, the 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 Velma Von Tussle, uh, the producer who wants to, um, to say, well, we'll just get somebody else to host it. It was like, okay, who's who? Who other than Corny Collins is going to host the Corny Collins show? So even though he's pushing for um, Tracy to be hired and integrate, she's still playing that part of perpetuating that thing. So it even gives lip service to these. Mm. Now, I. Corny Collins, I think, is a great character. I loved him in, in both versions, but it still plays lip service to that virtue signaling. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no, I'm an ally, and I and I love these these people, but I'm still going to host this show that's been perpetuating this for so so long. He had you a know? line in it where he says uh, he's he just is reading tomorrow's headlines. Yeah, exactly. Like he's just watching where it's going. So yeah. it's not really a moral decision he's making. Mm-hmm. I think there's a, a lot of little a case subtle can be cues made that yeah. That it's, it's he just sees where the world is changing and that's where he's yeah. going. Same mm-hmm. as the as the TV uh channel owner yeah. that fires Velma in the end mm-hmm. and and is actually happy about Tracy's being on cuz he's getting more exactly. money mm-hmm. in. That's Which he's about the bottom huge, line, yep. you know, and mm-hmm. he sees where it's going. He's like, yep. all right, that's where it's going. Yeah, my fellow cishet males are trash for that. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Nobody and, notices. It's okay. And this isn't Facebook, so we can't get. I know, right? It's, we've been keeping on the DL for so long. You guys have been on to us, 
And this isn't Facebook, so we're not going to get sucked for that. Um, <laughs> so we really hit heavy with some of the heavier themes in this. And I, and I think I applaud you guys for going to the deep end as fast as possible. We go um, deep. Yeah, we go deep. We, we go, go deep. Hard. I go deep. I'm not afraid. I don't <laughs> I can't stand it. He's like, I'm not afraid. Bring it. <clears throat> Yeah, you've marched through the streets with a baseball bat. Yeah. Like I, no. <laughs> um, so, a little, so I mean, we would remiss if we didn't talk about some of the stuff that's, uh, you know, the, the more of the shallow end of this pool for this movie, for sure. You know, 2007, Hairspray, um, John Travolta was uh, the uh, cast as Edna Turnblatt, which um, I will say is my dream role. I would mm-hmm. be honest. Yeah, you, you would be fantastic. You, yeah. I would love to see you Can play you do that. a bit? As that, please, please, will Joey. you just come, will you come and sing? Um, uh, there was uh, the scene at the um, at the at uh, the hefty hideaway. Yeah, Fuck. Uh, there, there were the you <laughs> yeah. know, welcome to the sixties. Yeah, uh, that would be 60s. a really great bit do to it. do. Can we do oh it? You and I, Joey, can, I'll be Tracy. Yes, yes. Okay, for you guys listening, it's if this now. if this was it's a happening. video show, y'all would be laughing your asses <laughs> off. Your face that would be goddamn amazing. <laughs> yeah, somebody who's a good few inches taller than me, I think, would be perfect. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. So John, yeah. So John Travolta was this was his first musical. Uh, after you know, year you know, making his name doing musicals and being and things. There was a lot of names, you know, when you read up to the history of how they got to this movie made, uh, there was a lot of big names that were rolling around to play Edna. Robin Williams was attached at one point. Mm. I also would um, love to see Tom that. Hanks, which, I yeah, think. Tom Hanks, yeah, was one of oh. them, too. Mm. Uh, which, right. again, would be really interesting America's to see. America's Dad could do that because America's Dad can do anything, okay? <laughs> damn thing. I love Tom Hanks. Yeah, Tom Hanks is freaking As much Ameri- as I love my own father. I'm <laughs> <laughs> okay. not. That's not a joke. That's, that's just the facts. <laughs> Uh, and so John Travolta, uh, you know, his, his big musical return. And, I, and, I, and I'm kind of, in a way, I'm kind of glad because, A, he had the chops to do it. You know, he is a singer. He is a dancer. Um, it's kind of what he was known for. It is back to, because around 2007, you know, he, he Quentin Tarantino brought him back from obscurity. You know, he did uh, Look Who's Talking Now, uh, which is oh, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the oh, talking yeah. dog movie. And then oh, after that, I he was just kind of languishing and nothing. Yeah. Stay well, tuned Scientology to look who's makes, uh, Yeah, fools of a solve. Yes, exactly. That's, that's a better way to put it, John. Thank you yeah. for interrupting me. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I apologize. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm glad you did. That was, a better, that was a better place to go with it. Um, and, and at that point, it was just a series of not really commercially successful. You know, some of them were critically. Michael was really good. Um, he did a movie called White Man's Burden. You guys ever seen White Man's Burden? No, mm-hmm. but I want to. Yeah, you should. It's really interesting. Um, it's Harry Belafonte and John Travolta, and it takes place in an alternate universe where the Caucasian person was the minority, and America and everything that we know and love, the, all the roles are reversed. They go to the store, and all the dolls are black. Everybody, all the cops are black. I've it's, seen pictures of from that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really uh, White Man's really interesting Really interesting hmm. movie, but hmm. you know, so who's making these movies that you know aren't really, you know, uh, what was the other one he did? Primary Colors, which was the take of that old political book where he make he plays a fake uh, Bill Clinton. Yeah. Well, I mean, just you know, bouncing around all these different movies, and then so this was his big return to, I arguably I think one of the more higher profile films at that point. It'd been a few years since he'd been on something that you could almost say was tenfold around him, um, and. 
And he did a really, really, really good job. You know, mm-hmm. this is the Be Kind Rewind, so we don't say too much. Thing. The only thing is, is that, the, so the prosthetics. Okay, we can't say much. Mm-hmm. You know, anything bad about the prosthetics for Edna, the Edna Turnblad yeah. character. If you really watch closely, um, he's wearing um, a fat suit uh, on his arms and his legs. Yeah. He's wearing a mm-hmm. dress for a lot of the movies, and he's wearing uh, like at one point he's just in a bra and like a, a, a yeah. Girdle what do you thing. say during Welcome to the 60s? So you can see his arms, and the all of that. None of that is real. I mean, he's probably doughy enough now. And I could say that as a doughy man, but all that stuff was his real, you know, was all prosthetics and it, it's flawless. If you look really, really closely, yeah, it's, it's really not, well done. it's not, um, there's it's no edges, not, there's no folded or anything. I mean, he's like in that. drag. He's in real drag. He is, he's, he's, legit, he's padded, he's drag. corseted. Yeah. He's like, I mean, that's, the, he's a, he's a queen. It has exactly. appropriate wiggle too. It does. It's it does. It's weighted right. For yeah, somebody like that's. does the ash shimmy, it's perfect. Oh my God. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really, as somebody that's seen. Not only one, but two seasons of Face Off. I can tell you that those <laughs> prosthetics are really good. They're done. But uh, the only thing that I could say about it is the face. Like they never, no matter how good that makeup is, a fat face is so hard to make and look. I, 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 t- I'll be honest. You know, this movie's fantastic. We wouldn't be here talking about it if we didn't love it. But like to me, it's the movement of the, the face the, the, because uh, your face is constantly moving. Yeah. So anything you put on it is going to yeah. slowly move off. John Travolta on. will never hear this because why would he? But <laughs> I, 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 for as long as I can remember, I, I've loved John Travolta. Um, but I do too. his eyes in this fat face are too close together. <laughs> <laughs> actually like that about his character. <laughs> I do too. I, because and you, I actually don't really, took note of it and I was you don't like notice it until this big fat face that's endearing. <laughs> uh, it's absolutely level but that's the only thing that jumps it out just, at me. It does, like, it, his his face look, does look a, a tad too small. Exactly yeah. for, like for like this the, giant. Yeah. He kind of looks like a um what was the guy's name from the Dick Tracy movie? Uh, small face, I think was the, the bad guy's name. <laughs> <laughs> this little teeny tiny face. Um and so, but how well he plays that character. They, uh, the original, you know, obviously is the, the absolutely divine, divine. Um, <laughs> and the, the way those two people played this character, they played it so differently. A lot of the same beats are the same. They're both agoraphobic. They both um, just sit and their dream is to own a coin-operated laundromat, mm-hmm. which is delightful. Mm-hmm. It's the most... Baltimore is delightful. <laughs> they can fucking possibly a, think a, of. a joke shop and a and a, a coin operated laundry. Yeah, it's like a joke the, shop. The yeah. Baltimore dream. Yeah, it is. Yeah, for sure. And the <laughs> fact that you know she lives that they live upstairs. The joke shop is downstairs, and he flat out says that he's she's basically never been in there. She has no idea what he does. What Wilbur, the husband, does downstairs. If you really listen to what she says, yeah. like I have no idea what's going on down there. Like, like uh, so many things. Which like is that. like, yeah, that's so amazing. You know, that, that is one thing I that we have to talk about her is that I love, I love uh, the characterization of her voice. Yes. In the, um, yeah, her the accent, accent, her is, accent so good. is so perfect. It's so good. It's yeah. so funny. Drinking rum and kooks. <laughs> kooks. <laughs> yeah, and it's so different from oh, the way. Tracy baby. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, you know, even from one of the very first uh, d- lines that she does in the movie from 88 to 2007, you know, Divine is so, uh, she was so intense. She was just so, 
divine. Like, divine. About it. Oh yeah, like she's I can't. Like, you know, she's you know a, a mythical god for you know for for a lot of people <laughs> in our community here, um, but. Like she's so like brazen. In fact, that you know she's she shut herself in because fuck the world. Okay, I'll do what the hell I want. John Travolta's take on it is like she, the world has scared her, mm-hmm. and she is frightened, and she doesn't want to go out there. And just the very beginning of the the two movies, you know, Divine's like, "Will you shut that racket down? I'm trying to iron in here," as opposed to, uh, um, like she was defeated. John Travolta was yeah, defeated. was very like, "Keep that racket. I'm trying to iron in here." Like it's very, um, it's a very sympathetic take on it. I think and I that love that though because it allows the character to come full arc with the rest of the story. Yeah, so that she, does. she comes out mm-hmm. of that shell mm-hmm. in in just such a triumphant way. You yeah. know that end scene where she's shimming and oh my in the gosh, red dress yeah. it's just oh, fantastic and she like tears Lord. the skirt off she, and, she, she, oh, she had a reveal on, oh. and that's what makes oh. her a real drag queen she had a reveal she had padding she was she had a, a stupid voice it was great <laughs> uh, yeah anything about the most repressed uh, repressed um scared person was actually the one that took to uh one of she opened up to the, you know, the new way of, uh, of looking at the world in the late sixties sooner than a lot of the other ones. Like mm-hmm. she had even less of a reason to, you know, she's afraid. She's she had a less heavy of a reason girl. to be against it though, too, because she hadn't been out. No, she you was, know, just been on her own yeah, in her house. Not did, really thinking yeah. much about much she of anything. But laundry. Yeah. yeah, yeah I think she said something in. like she hadn't been out since 1951. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's shut herself in since the early fifties. And, she took to you know the 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 the, the, the social disorder so much easily that it, it's really commendable and, and in both takes that's what happens in both the movies but um, it's very commendable that they that they they went in that direction with it um i want john travolta to always play women from now on like <laughs> i was watching him just magic and i was like this is what he this is what he was born to do i want to play all of women, his roles characters? to be just big fantastic female characters that are belting out of tune. Well, I think Disney's still casting for the uh, the live action Little Mermaid. Oh, so if John Travolta wanted to play Ursula. That um, would be oh, great for him. I'd watch it. I can, yeah. I'd watch John it. Travolta that. right My now, John Travolta. That's just a drag so, queen underwater. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, that is divine. That is Scientology divine. Yep. if you just do this Exactly, for us. yeah. <laughs> Get out of your plane. Get on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite. I've always wanted. I wanted Robin Williams yeah, to play exactly. to play, play Ursula. Uh, <laughs> Ursula. Oh, that's what I wanted to see. That would be interesting. To play who? Play Ursula. Robin Williams to play Ursula. That's oh. who I always wanted to see. That would I be very interesting. That. Yeah, I could see very that. Very interesting. I don't know. That's I, my I, I think that a female character could do that. I mean, obviously it's a female character, but I think a. I don't know. I mean, I guess if they did want to cast it as a, as a male because she is a drag queen. I don't know. Well, I, she I was she was divine. Um, yeah, Ursula was Ursula was, was divine. Yeah, that's divine. true. That's true. That's absolutely true. <laughs> so, uh, and then uh, you, you you would be totally remiss if you didn't acknowledge that the person that they took they hired, they cast to take over Jerry Stiller's role was Christopher Walken, <laughs> Wilbur oh. Turnblad, the joke shop. Oh my god, owner. he was so pure. Wasn't he just wholesome? So as pure hell? is the best way to describe that role. Okay, he really bailed pure, out yes. twenty of the protesters at the end of and the march. And apologized to his wife about it. Yes, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. That is what a good ally looks like. Yeah, yeah. ladies exactly. and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Wilbur Wilbur Turnblatt from Hairspray 2007 is exactly, and he's he, he's he's virtuous. Uh, 
Like the uh, scene from uh, the scene when Velma's trying to seduce him. Yeah. Um, and had no he's, clue. He had no idea. He's nope. just putting on the glasses and the little cigar and that he's. How about a good this time. one? How about that one? <laughs> <laughs> How about this trick? I love the scene. She's got her leg up, and then you see the little like monkey skeleton puppet come. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> or she's like trying to feel him up, and he buzzes her hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, uh. and that's what leads into that that duet that they have uh, together with with with. Um, walking in Travolta that's just so freaking just, such a good one. Oh my gosh he's telling her all these things that she is like it's this wonderful but he's picking just the worst <laughs> yeah. but somehow also the exactly. best yeah. metaphors exactly and you can you get the sense that you know this this couple that have just oh yeah the cheese for sure but the sense <laughs> of this couple has been doing what they do for so long they've just been in this rut that it just took uh, an earth shattering realization realization that she thought he was cheating on her when all no I've, I've loved you for 20 years like this is exactly you know you're exactly the per- person for me and like oh my gosh how lovely just absolutely right. lovely that well scene. the fact that that scene is so campy i think is so important and again mm-hmm. it does yeah, make it yes, for sure makes it a john waters but, thing yeah, there's um, a lot of stuff but it is so he but specifically in that scene because it is so campy and and you know that's what camp is about is sort of uh making fun of the the uh, making fun of human behavior and looking mm-hmm. and and uh that was so delightfully campy well i also I thought it was interesting that in that particular scene they made the woman the aggressor yeah. In the uh, uh-huh. sexual situation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It, they could have easily had a guy come and put the moves on on Edna, which mm-hmm. is a very old trope of some, you know, guy find, seeing a girl or a guy dresses a girl and like wanting to. Yeah, let's enrage oh, the hey, husband. Hey, exactly. You know, yeah, like yeah. The, la- the, final, the, the final act of the birdcage that, mm-hmm. oh, I mean, this is. You know, ooh, look at you. You're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. And you're mm-hmm. just Gene Hackman in a dress. Um, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> that it could have easily been switched around that way. And they kept it like that. It's just so. Right. And know, it's Michelle different. Pfeiffer who is yes, so Michelle beautiful. Oh, my Pfeiffer. God. Oh. And then yes. clueless ass Christopher Walken, like in <laughs> yep. a gorilla hat. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. And it's so cool that the, we mentioned this earlier that the the one of the leads of Grease One and then the lead of Grease Two are are kind of the two major characters of this movie. <laughs> I like didn't how, even make that connection. I, I know you don't that. make it. A, a, I, a, a I had time. a moment in watching it today during the campy scene, and they're making up, and they're they're both dancing, you know, this mm-hmm. thing, like this, and I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, there it is. That's weird. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a little bit weird from this perspective, but yeah. it's just great because it's that's that's what actors mm-hmm. can do. So it was a nice little reminder as an actor as well. Like you can, don't forget you can be anyone against mm-hmm. anyone being anyone. Mm-hmm. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so like, look at I mean some of the other people in this movie. Amanda Bynes playing Penny. Oh I love Amanda God. Bynes. I, I still love Amanda Bynes. I. I God, I, I leave I, Amanda alone. Oh, she, yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. The, the Everyone time should have been a lot kinder to Amanda Bynes. I oh feel. my gosh, I know she, she was a Dan Schneider. Can we uh, talk about how exactly. her mother yeah. was exactly. abusive and everyone just kind of let that go? That what? too, both yeah. of those things. Exactly. Yeah, Penny's Poor mom. Amanda was, Bynes. Ooh, yeah, um, yeah. Amanda Bynes was so um, brilliant. And you look at some of her some of her comedic timing in this movie alone is brilliant. And then you look at her body of work up to that point was just so good. And I, I, she's my, a work w- 
party. Yeah, I, I, she was. She absolutely. is funny. Like, she had comedy beat into her from a young age. Yeah, like, she did. Like from going from all that. Yeah. From all that and to the, her own the Amanda show. Amanda show. Yep, her own show. Which ran for years. Yeah, a very long time. And then the, what's that? She's the man. Is that mm-hmm, the other that one? Yeah. The soccer really movie? Like that one, yeah. Yeah. Um, she has the timing. She had all of that. And I, did she just need somebody in her life to just, like, I don't know what she was missing that she kind of went off the deep end shortly after this to where she's just now in 19, uh, 2019 kind of coming back a little bit and kind of popping up better you know a tweet here and there yeah very more not i followed her since forever and i watched her go off the deep end was like no well i think amanda's such a uh because i mean the people that watched her show when we were when it was live you know we the the amanda show and and that whole you know that whole era of nickelodeon and disney channel you know Mm -hmm. um we're we're now the ones with the buying power, <laughs> basically. Yeah, and mm. so and so I so that's why like I heard we want to we want to redeem Amanda Bynes is what we're yes, saying. Yes, we want right. to redeem Amanda Bynes. We need I need Amanda her, Bynes redemption. I need her. I need to have her do another Amanda show. I need her to still play Penelope Taint. Who oh my god! Was, yes, and also Moody's Amanda point. Stalker and Moody's point. Oh god! Mm-hmm. And get Drake Bell to come play Totally Kyle. <laughs> we are gonna have a nice time. See, this is you could tell that the uh, the generational gap here because you guys are slightly <laughs> younger than me. I was in high school when all that came on. Um, yeah, so I I, I knew so a I'm cursory amount of but you and you guys. So I rem- I remember it fondly and was I was at the point where I was watching all that and Saturday Night Live. I was living on the oh. edge. Oh, look at you! Yeah, Whoa. yeah. So, Brad. but so, you're saying all these characters. I have no idea, but I'm very intrigued now. Go back and so, watch old episodes of the Amanda Show. It's a real mm-hmm. testament to Amanda's yeah. uh, not only her character really and her yeah. um, especially for kids comedy. No, yeah. it's good comedy. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, say what you want about Dan Schneider, who is the writer of all of those. Uh, he wrote oh. for all that and Nickelodeon mm-hmm. and uh, Drake and Josh and uh, iCarly and that sort of genre of television. Say what you. That was a little young for me, but um, I was a little old for that. Whatever you want to call it. Um, but uh, the comedy is so good, and I feel like it's really what inspired me to be able to to write jokes is the same thing that was being into Amanda into Amanda Bynes mm-hmm. um, because say what you want about him he's a fantastic writer mm-hmm. and wrote mm-hmm. some really has uh, yeah strong definitely inspired yeah yeah inspired mm-hmm. me as a mm-hmm. well and it sort yeah. of has shaped a, a generation of comedy too you know like that the meme culture people people our age they find random to be really really funny and that's sort of where that exactly. came from you know? yeah. Amanda please yes. Amanda please Amanda please yeah. uh, that could be its own level of memes right there yes it's, it's shit it is posting. It's yeah it shit is shit posting. <laughs> <laughs> it's early 2000s shit posting yeah yeah there's a reason with a tv show yeah there's a reason why spongebob kind of languished in like uh borderline uh, we we might cancel this and now he's freaking everywhere again because memes brought him back well the o- the og writer came back too the oh OG, the OG? creator came back okay yeah. cool mm-hmm. steven hillenberg yeah steven Hill- oh he did okay cool i didn't know that thank you you taught me something yeah mm-hmm. um so what else on this list of again. these wonderful you look at the, this cast of getting back to hairspray uh Holy shit. You start going down the line of all the people, you know, Travolta and Pfeiffer and Walken and Bynes. And then James Marsden, of all people, playing Corny Collins, who was, you know, he was Cyclops in the X-Men movie. But just this embodying this literally corny, just like his name is, is really just this this schmarmy sort of um, 
American Bandstand. Like, you know, obviously he's really good looking, really talented, but he's also kind of like, hey, you know, like kind of every man, like everybody is very kind of shallow, but also, you know, sticking up for the little fat girls and, and things like that, that I don't. I, I, I really dug. I really liked the Corny Collins character, especially in this movie, a lot. I really, really did. Mm-hmm. Um, well cast, well cast. Very, very yeah, much the, so. The whole I mean, film was just... impeccably cast. Oh, very really. much so. Yeah, uh, yeah, Queen Latifah, the motor mouth. Oh, my God. Out. Oh, Perfect in everything she yeah, does. True. Absolutely. She can do no wrong to anybody. She really, really could. Latifah That's... for president 2020. Exactly. Mm-hmm. She's... She'll fix Let's us all. Let's make it a thing. Let's make Queen that a thing. Queen Latifah. Yeah. Yeah, once, if Meryl Streep, if she ever retires, I think, Queen Latifah will fall into that role if she could be cast as Batman, and that's still a good choice. Yeah, yeah. to make. I, I'm, I'd I'm, watch I'm that. I'd watch that in a heartbeat. Wouldn't yeah. that be fun? I'd watch amazing. it over Robert Pattinson. I'll tell you that. Was <laughs> <laughs> Queen Latifah beating the shit out of some guy in an alley? <laughs> yep, some guy. And the guy be Robert Pattinson. <laughs> <laughs> so getting back to to uh, Queen Latifah, just totally, just boom! Like you, she brought that authenticity to it because yeah. you know that she comes from. That culture where, oh, yeah, she would have been doing the uh, the record stores from the Harlem type uh, oh, area. Like that, that would have been her in 1960. Exactly. Oh, that's exactly. exactly. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, you, big blonde and you, beautiful. You, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You watch those old uh, hip hop documentaries on Netflix and she was front and center in the hip hop revolution, um, which is an amazing documentary on Netflix. If you ever check it. Uh, Netflix, send me my check here to Boise, Idaho. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the hip hop evolution, uh, you know, she's she's featured in there. And yeah, you can totally see that she would have totally been a, a major player in the '60s. She just has that talent and that just um, power. Just power, absolutely. That, that power that absolutely. You know, you wanna you wanna be Queen Latifah's friend. Exactly. You wanna follow her wherever exactly. she's going. You yeah. wanna hear her song. You wanna and that's how whatever they she's cooked, her. you're eating yeah. it. Like, and who better to cast to like lead this revolution? Um, right. than, you know, especially and you know, it, it's interesting because Queen Latifah um, in in popular culture is, is somebody who did kind of break through some barriers when it comes to race and media. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she was somebody she, she, she came from that, like you said, that sort of underground hip hop. Mm-hmm. And now, now she's where she is now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's interesting to see her play Motormouth because th- that's, that is who she is. Yeah, that's that's, what, that's kind of her life story. Yeah. That is her life story. And so it was really, really think about yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. She, um, you know, you look at these documentaries and that's what she was known for. Even when she was a, a, a young teenager, um, you know, doing doing the hip hop thing that she was always motherly. She was always powerful. She was always mm-hmm. she was a war general at the very beginning. She stepped out on the battlefield of art, of activism, of all these things, and she was always that. She always had that militant but accessible air about her that she even carries in this movie. This freaking phenomenal one of the highlights of this film. Yeah, she's 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 got this great power in it because she's do she is sort of encouraging this one step at a time you know mm-hmm. we have one toe in and we're just going to yep. keep going one step at a time but when it's time to march she's there ready to march and yep. she's mm-hmm. got a powerful song about yes. it oh. you know and that's you a know? powerful Crazy. moment in that um not not the song i mean yes the the you know um that is a powerful song but when she talks about you know we take a step at a time you know that is such a powerful a powerful thing especially at the time to think of like a step being not having their one day a month canceled. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, mm. Like, it, it was, that was a, and written so beautifully. Um, How brilliant was an observation of that, Payson? Holy crap. I yes. didn't even think about that, that that's I'm very intelligent. Win. Thank you for noticing. Is to <laughs> 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 Sorry, I didn't mean to stick my foot in my mouth at that point. But like, yeah, their win is to keeping what they have, and it's yeah. minor. Yeah. 
and then acknowledging that those things don't happen. It's a pendulum and you can't just go from the far extreme to the other. And again, that's a good, uh, um, that's a good analogy for now. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't go from this, you know, I, I don't know my audience, but you can't go from this, the alt right mindset to the absolute all all the way to the other side without at least some sort of like getting there. And I'm not trying to speak for dirty centrists. I'm just talking about in general that you have to go that direction, obviously. And you have to go sadly step by step by step by step by step. Right. And, um, it'll, and it's your mindset. Uh, if that's where your mindset, I, I've been a lot more conservative just having been raised Mormon. We were, everybody in the community was conservative. I didn't know I was conservative. I was liberal there. Mm-hmm. I felt like I'm, I'm the revolutionary. And then when I sort of left that bubble, it was like, Oh wow. no, I'm, I'm a lot more conservative than yeah. I realized. And, and those things have all sort of fallen away as I've, as my perspective on mm-hmm. life has changed, but it's taken just one little thought at a time, one little thought at a time, or one thought to fall away at a time, Absolutely. one thought to fall away at a mm-hmm. time or me to let go of it even, mm-hmm. you know, and as I've let go of certain ideas that grew that kind of more conservative, um, mindset socially, the, your mind just changes. Like mm-hmm. I just, you just don't see it that way anymore. You can see that, Oh, you know, this, this mm-hmm. is what's fair or this is just exactly. rational. It just mm-hmm. feels rational. Exactly. You know? Absolutely. So. I do have to admit that with the way your headphones are wearing, you've got the Tracy Turnblatt high hair right now, <laughs> and I got it. <laughs> it's up there. Yes, I, just queen. Queen. I, got my, I got my high bun on. It's like you're, you're talking this really deep stuff, and I'm sitting there staring at your hair. I'm such an objectifying piece of shit, and I apologize. <laughs> Can we just take one minute to discuss the hair and outfits in this movie? Because that oh was my so God. important oh. to me. It was stylized oh, so beautifully. Very much so. Everyone's got the high hair and the beautiful dresses and the clothes. And, like and the, everybody. the spinning and the tools. And recreating so 1960s ball. Baltimore um, was also really fantastic to see. Uh, do, you, do, is it, do you, anybody know? Did they film that on a set? Did, was that on like yes, a sound yes. stage? They, yeah, a lot of it was on a sound stage, and they, a lot of it they filmed around just like the LA area in their own little things that they had. Mm-hmm. Awesome. They, Getting back it. to the dresses. Yeah. That was, <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Like no, a lot that was prettier. Yeah, by far. Um, oh my. Yeah, the clothing, the the the, the set pieces, and the and the the costuming is so so well done in this movie. Um, even, even though most of the men are wearing just kind of drab 1960s clothes, they still look, they still look impeccable and they're so well fitted. Yeah. There's the only schlub, if if you'll think about in this movie is freaking, uh, Wilbur Turnblatt, which (laughs) it fits his character. He still has his undershirt tucked into his slacks. Exactly. Yeah. He's still like, but like, it's such a cool shirt though. Like it's like, (laughs) it's his shirt. Yeah. Oh yeah, it oh. totally fits his. It's character. the guy that runs the joke yeah. shop in ni- in late sixties in Baltimore. That's his, <laughs> that's what he wears. I yeah. love that he's sleeping on whoopee cushions. Can we just talk about that? <laughs> 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 it's not me. It's not me. I had to get creative. <laughs> I was just like, oh my gosh, I totally mm-hmm. forgot about that. It's such a sad that. scene, and then it's just five minutes of fart noises. <laughs> <laughs> It breaks the tension though so perfectly. That's uh, that's the comedic. There's really, really, really good comedic beats in it. Yeah, oh, very really much good so. comedic mm-hmm. beats. Well, very and the and so. the the set and the costumes and the hair, it all really lends itself to that. Like, I mean, True. to go back to to Edna, um, 
uh, her her whole like character development, just strictly in terms of style, is really fantastic. You know, she's kind of wearing that like. Uh, Mumu essentially mm-hmm, Mumu like with a, a belt on it is yeah. where she her, starts her character like development or something? you know she almost evolves through her style yeah. as the movie goes on yeah mm-hmm. Um, to go from that, from where she was wearing to that end scene with Herb, close to the end scene with her in the with the reveal, like it's, it's <laughs> she's got a reveal and fringe and, and rhinestones and yeah. red. Like, yeah. look is, at me, I am here to be seen right now. Yeah. and there is also a sharp contrast between the the good, clean white kids. And the 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 young, the, the young Republicans, yeah, it's very it's very <laughs> it's very mayonnaise. It's very you know th- that's a whole scene where they're going the whole names of all the show: Maureen, Doreen, <laughs> Chip, da- like all these people, and they're all just like mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm salty. Yeah, That's all. It just plays out, and but then you look at everybody else. Um, uh, uh, Tracy has the two tone hair. Mm-hmm. Before anybody else, mm-hmm. mm. she has the the different. Um, yeah, she's wearing like the the mod dresses before anybody yep. else. Yeah, mm-hmm. she totally she's got the belts and the go go boots. Yeah, yeah, totally. They're all still wearing the 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 tool, uh, June Cleaver tribe dresses, and mm-hmm. she's she's going for it. And I think it's hilarious too that freaking Penny play as is wearing like plaid most of the way, like really embracing like yep. Yep, my first and love she's is still wearing plaid at the end. It's just well, in a glamorous gown. Well, I think exactly. her mom kind of dresses her because if you notice, she's wearing really high necked dresses mm-hmm. and like kind of long sleeves. Because yeah. that last one isn't that last one. She's actually like a. Blue. So the last one, yeah, it's tight, really, and I feel like, so bad for her. Cause she's a hard. So, you can tell she's oh, a hard, really time, hard dancing. time dancing. Yeah, so, so, yeah, but she's like, just doing it anyway. And it's this like, is oh, something I kind of noticed. That dress is made from the curtains in her living room. Oh. The, the, one, the, the one from the Looking beginning? The, the plaid? Oh. No, the, the dress no, the at the blue, end. The blue one. Oh, the really? The blue and the flowers. Yeah. Like the, the one that is her, she takes off the jacket yeah. and yeah. she's got bare that's, shows and she starts shimmying those on the, the curtains in her living room. Oh, my God. Word. That is fantastic. Oh. I didn't know Ooh, that. That just is. And so like those weird rings on the bottom. Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, okay. That's right. It's got this weird My evening just filled up. I'm going to go watch this movie yet again. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. Look for the Easter eggs. Yeah, totally. Um, I, I, yeah, that's. Wow. I'm, not, like, <laughs> I'm speechless know. now. I was like, oh, that is so good. That is so good. I mean, that totally negates like having to be kidnapped and thrown in a bomb shelter for a big part of the movie because those <laughs> those poor, those black kids were around. Oh, my gosh. I, I just think it's funny that, yeah, she's wearing a lot of the um, the colored patterns at the very beginning, and which is very indicative of, of her character development and, and, mm-hmm. and falling in love with a seaweed. Oh, seaweed. Which mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think, and I think that's an interesting – on that note, I love the name seaweed. Yeah, oh, um, my God. But on that note, we, talk, we were talking about their names earlier. You know, there's, there's this line. You'll notice that all of the – all of the black, most of the black people in the movie, they have, like, really cool nicknames. Um, yeah. The uh, – it, it's yeah, a really it's yeah. it's a good it's a it's a writing tool you know it's a really Definitely. good stark contrast yeah seaweed and his little sister little Inez like yeah. How, how, yeah how cute is that that's a, that's wonderful um, yeah. somebody said what you gotta say Doreen something yeah Doreen <laughs> um, the when uh, I, I I'd laugh we were talking about the scenes that um, that made us stop in our tracks that were so funny uh, the other, when I was watching it uh, when they show up at the um, the record store. And they're kind of making the introductions. For one, Link winks through the whole movie, which is... Mm, like Zach every Efron. scene he's in, he looks straight at the camera and then does this. Uh, Zach oh, Efron can wink at me all day. If I could oh, have yeah. that yes. just like greet oh, me in the morning, if gosh. that could be my alarm clock, I'd do it. Oh, <laughs> yes. 
again, uh, it's ooh. All right. Um, uh, so they they're they're making the introductions to the record store, and everyone's like, yeah, "I'm really excited to be here." And and Penny listens and goes like, "Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. I'm scared to death, but I'm excited to be here." I'm really yes. I'm very happy and scared to be here. Yeah, I'm very happy and scared to be here. I don't know why that just struck me as so damn funny. No, oh it my was. gosh. She snuck it. She snuck it in too. I'm really and it's happy and perf- scared to be here. And perfect. Just again. Yeah. Con- uh, and she's kind of like now. smiling through her words as mm-hmm. she says mm-hmm. it. It's mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it was a great contrast too because Queen Latifah, you know, at the, right before that, when Zac Efron says. Um, or no, it was it was in response to her. We yeah. we we should be more scared to. Yeah, be, she's like, yeah, we're more know, scared being are. your na- neighborhood than ours. Like, you're fine here. Like, it's you like, don't yeah, have like, any reason to be scared here. Yeah, honey. which is exactly right. I have like, more what, reason to be scared, scared in your neighborhood. You are, yeah, exactly. And in that time period, and sadly, our time period is sadly absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. Definitely what had our time. Uh, somebody mentioned. Another scene that they just laughed out loud funny. Oh, it was me. Uh, Yeah. So when they're in detention, Link walks into the room and he says something to Seaweed about like singing or dancing. I don't I don't remember what it is. But then Seaweed calls him Cracker Boy. And it's the funniest (laughs) shit I've ever heard in my life. Because that means somebody paid the actor who played Seaweed actual money to call Zac Efron a cracker boy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so good. Which is, oh, which it probably is, felt really good, too. Yeah, like, right? Oh, definitely, yeah. You take this like for how all many, of us. How many takes can we do of this shot? <laughs> Somewhere there's a sizzle reel of an hour of, of, <laughs> of little Elijah Kelly who plays seaweed just calling Zac Efron a cracker over and over and over again. <laughs> cracker, 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 cracker. As devilishly handsome as Zac Efron is, and, and being a cishet male can say that comfortably, oh, my God, it, he is handsome as fuck. Um, mm-hmm. uh, me being yeah, a gay male, a, I can definitely confirm. I think, yeah, thank you. Um, um, oh my gosh, it's just so funny. The little cracker. You got to remember too that this movie came out before High School Musical three, so he was still in the clutches of that Disney mm. umbrella that likes to appear to be somewhat clean cut. These are the yeah, he hadn't the, broken away. The, and it had quite, and yeah, he had hadn't quite broken away. Drinking problem for a minute. He wasn't as ripped as he was in um, uh, Baywatch. I mean, that was still a decade away. Uh, so he was still kind of seen as that. And he's just a behemoth now. Like, oh he's my massive. god! Yeah, he is. Holy shit! Yeah. I think um, one of my favorite, one of my funniest <laughs> scenes in the movie was um, when uh, when Edna after after Penny and uh, uh, Tracy come to the. Uh, the, to the record uh, mm-hmm. exchange and they uh, and Edna runs in afterwards and Queen Latifah says if we get any more white people in here this is going to be a suburb which again is I think uh, a really important cultural note <laughs> you know? for sure it's, it's really funny but it's gentrification it's centri- yeah what was yeah. that other line that somebody said that uh, Edna says that was just so perfect and it was clearly written for John Travolta's character. Hold on. It's yeah. on IMBD. Let me pull it up. Yeah, you had um, it. It was it stopped me in my tracks. It was so funny. Is it the one where he's like, Okay, um Edna says, Look, if you want to be famous, learn how to take blood out of car upholstery, which is a reference to pulp fiction. <laughs> yep, it's absolutely oh. reference to pulp fiction. And I did you not know I, j- that. I, I just yeah. seen, that's one movie I have seen a million yeah, times. It's good stuff. Uh, it's it's really good one that we probably won't even do on this show because it is just so no, good. Everybody, 
Everybody and, loves yeah, it. Yeah, there's okay. not too many people that just absolutely hates that movie. Um, but yeah, that's totally a line written for Travolta because he was in this movie. And the mm-hmm. fact that he delivered it. Like, <laughs> yeah, sure, I'll say that for it. sure. Well, I mean, they're really, you know, some of those those famous people that have been famous for a very, 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 very long time, they very much are protective of their own things that they have done. John Travolta has recently gone on record that says that the battle, he said the Battlefield Earth was probably one of his most, um, like, masterpiece films he's ever done. That's how he feels about it. And that's how he feels about it. And the fact that it's definitely on the list for this show tells you that that is not a very good movie. Um, <laughs> but in his mind, because of it was it was his pet project, because it was the L. Ron Hubbard movie uh, story, to him, it's amazing. So for them to come in to, to be self that self-referencing, someone is as, as famous and as far gone from the the real world as you can possibly be. It was pretty, pretty funny, I think. That he would oh, it was say great. That, he so. had a lot of good... Funny. I, I loved where uh, Penny comes into the house and turns on the TV. Watch, 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 watch. And she's, mm-hmm. you know, she's Tracy's on TV. Mm-hmm. She goes, oh, to think I, I almost kept her from, you know, reaching for the stars. And mm-hmm. they're talking about how she's going to be a regular, a regular on local mm-hmm. TV. It's just great. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, imagine that. My little girl. Regular. <laughs> 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 And her face, and the, like the eyes being close together, helps with this line. She's so. You could uh, almost like that could literally be the 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 overall theme of this movie. Is, <laughs> imagine that, my little girl, regular, because it's literally what they all, what everybody wants. Like yeah. all these people in these in 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 the, in the marginalized communities, just want to be seen as just who they are, live their life without kind of. It's all thing. humans. Yeah, just it's be like human quote thing. unquote. Regular. Regular. Yeah. yeah. As nasty as that word is, but just to be like, yep, that's, you know, you are a beautiful and amazing and no, and we're, we're all kind of on that same level field. And, and that's actually a really good call out, actually. That guy, <laughs> girl, regular. Um, real quick. And then we're, at, we've actually getting really close to the end here. Like, I was really nervous okay. about this show because, you know, this is, I'm really glad that we've been able to go this long. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying that in the most positive light ever. This is wonderful. You cannot remiss the quality and the level of dancing in oh, this movie. Not at all. You absolutely not at all. cannot. You know, if for somebody that's seen Mashed a bunch of musicals. Potato Mambo. Oh my gosh, yeah. For for this group of folks that have we've seen and appreciate so many musicals, I'm gonna go on a limb and say that this is some of the most tight choreography uh from an individual standpoint uh, as I'd seen in a while because they're just standing there talking all of a sudden they're dancing and it is fucking problem uh, flawless. Um, these little tiny dances, they're just going from one to one to one to one. When they're going from as though it were a stage musical, because it comes from Yeah, it was a stage musical, yeah. You know, they're going through the classroom, through the hallways, into the, they dance into Mm -hmm. the bus, and then they dance off of the bus. Like, it's just so flawless. Yeah, exactly. So entertaining. uh, To her credit, Nikki Blonsky, you know, who obviously is a heavyset person. Holy Hannah. She did it. She did it. And that's, you know, not what you would as- not assume, but, you know, they, they're, there's ways you can kind of get around that, sadly, that you've seen in other films and other things, but they didn't have to. She was yeah. just as talented as, as everybody in that film. And and not only that, to her credit, she had chemistry, too. You know, yes. she wasn't just a token heavy set girl. Right. They could that could sing and dance. They could kind of sing and dance. You know, there yeah. wasn't that 
that this even her scenes with with Zac Efron, I'm like, you could see that. Oh great, yeah, right. she's like yeah. cute and bubbly, and she's yeah. good with the other she's, actors. She's I'm really sad that she didn't she didn't go farther with acting. She's she's out of the business right completely mm-hmm. now. She uh, oh. yeah, she pops up every here and now. That she had I saw she was like doing hair. I saw yeah, an article online that she does hair. Yeah, she does hair and makeup now. She's uh yeah she's uh she has her uh, license to do that. I I don't think that she transitioned from struggling actor to headlining you know a movie with a lot of, of not only baggage but a lot riding on it yeah it didn't she just didn't really uh i think there's a lot of problem with it's her family lot. too she got into like a, 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 a an airport fight with her fam with her mom and dad against one of the member uh, uh somebody from like dancing with the stars or america's got talent or something like that there was like a some like i hesitate to say the like white trash brawl in an airport that just probably didn't do her mm. any favors, and unfortunately, like I knew I like this girl. Uh, exactly I know, right? She's, gonna end. she's scrappy, and unfortunately, if it was anybody right, else, she would have gotten the free pass. You know, you know, Russell Crowe can punch somebody in the face, right? And I'm Russell Crowe, and it's still okay. You know, this girl that you know that you know is probably defending herself, or you know, she cares enough about whatever they were fighting about to to get into a fight in an airport. Um, sadly, got derailed. But yeah, I think. She, she freaking nailed that. She's role a fantastic sure. actress. She's really, she really is. good. She did this one. She did. Um, I was looking up her her filmography, which is not that long. She did a little voice work. She did. Uh, she's popped up here and there, but not too much. Nikki Blonsky. Yeah. Um, well, which, and it's it's hard. It's a shame. She was really. It's hard for and I, chemistry. It's really easy, especially in 2007. I feel like we were in the era of uh, TV and film at the moment, where the stuff that was actively being made at the time, it was all. Television was really focused on reality TV at the time, mm-hmm. and so that's mm-hmm. that's like the era of like I mean the Bachelor been on for a few years at that point, but that's that's that era. Um, yeah, you you got to yeah. remember this came out around the same time as Shallow Hal, like that there yeah. was still you know there there wasn't as much of a, 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 a body positivity at that exactly. point. It was still you know movies like Norbit and things like that where somebody in a fat suit was played for jokes. The Nutty Professor. The nutty, exactly, The Nutty Professor. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, to their credit, I can't say that John Travolta played this role for jokes for her for his appearance in a fat suit. No. Like no, it was, it was a gender-bendy thing, really. It was, yeah, it, it was really was. more of a gender-bendy thing than a body. I, I really yeah, it think it was a drag uh, queen thing. It was a yeah, drag queen. It was a John sure. Waters thing. That's yeah. what it was. For yeah. sure. And if there's anybody that had when any clout to be a drag queen who wasn't. Tracy Turnbad's mother. Hmm? That mm-hmm. was who, yeah. like, he yeah. was that character. Yeah, he, exactly. Uh, like, yeah. one of the few non-drag queens that can, I think can pull that character off and yeah. give it some credit. Um, He's a good uh, actor for sure. Yeah, you, like I said, so getting back to the dancing is just freaking flawless. There's mm-hmm. not a, a step out of anything, and they're just standing there, just doing the mashed potato out of nowhere. And like, what the hell? You, it just, it's almost frenetic, but it's really, really good. And it's not these huge, grandiose Mary Poppins highly choreographed numbers it's very very tight like it's a very just so just locked in and it's just really really good that's what i loved about it well even some of the smaller dancing scenes like where they're in the school bus or on the in the detention room yeah just you know standing there dancing on the side of the street little inez was doing her thing like wow that's really good and they're just Knocking this out there in the side of the street, which right. is, is just a real life thing. Like if those kids well, that were doing that back then. It's interesting how that 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 dancing contrasts so uh, you know visually contrasts the show and their dancing. The coolest kids in town or the nicest yeah. kids in town, where they're very 
very you know, very, stiff. very tight, very stiff, yeah. very mashed potato, mashed potato uh-huh. mamba. But then you see them in the in the detention and it's completely Even the name. different. Yeah, what is the name? The seaweed teaches her a dance. And it's a really like it's not like a mashed oh, yeah. potato. It's, no, he calls it. Um, a, I cannot remember. What does he call it? Um, it's like almost somebody's name. This is like the 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 dirt whatever. Like it was. Uh, man. It's a something seaweed something after midnight. Yeah, something. it's something like it's that. It's what I use like, to attract the opposite well, yeah, sex. Yeah, no, no like wonder press. these these young repressed yeah. kids were like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like right? this is so cool. Uh, we would be remiss too if we didn't. Uh, Real quick, talk about uh, a, a special mention of, of Marissa uh, Jarrett uh, Will uh, Wilcon, uh, Willicon, I believe, who was Tracy Turnblatt when they made this musical in 2002. Uh, this is when it de- debuted, which, by the way, got the uh, absolute uh, blessing of John Waters. Like, we would be remiss if we didn't. For one, he's in 2007's Hairspray. Yeah, yeah he's he the does a cameo. Yeah. Beginning. Yeah, yeah, he is a cameo, which. <laughs> Goddamn <laughs> perfect. Goddamn perfect. You know like, what's funny is that I, I haven't I seen this film in years. All those things, just like, mm-hmm. oh, there's the flasher. Yeah, right. there's, there's the, the rats. John Waters. The yeah, that 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 was one of the, my concerns. Even when this came out, was like, okay, this is this is a classic. You know, this is something that that um, is very sacred uh, to a lot of people in this community. And you think, man, are they really just gonna? But then, then you look at it. Does do it justice. He's got this. His signature on it for sure, and it, it still keeps with the, with the spirit yeah. that we've established. But uh, Marissa Jer- uh, Wilcon, who was the original Tracy for the play, who traveled, um, uh, she did thousands and thousands of of performances of this um, with Harvey Firestein, who played uh, Edna from that show. Which again, a third different take of it. Yeah. Um, fantastic she, take uh, th- this is uh, uh, of all my research for the show this is the, the the piece that really just hit me almost in the gut was that when she gets cast to play uh, Tracy Turnblatt um, this well this is your role this is your dream role you know this is something that you can easily be known for she actually had uh, she was diagnosed with cervical cancer very shortly after this oh wow oh. yeah she was diagnosed with cervical cancer and Nikki, Nikki Blonsky was. Nope, not Nikki Blonsky. The chick that the the girl that played her in the in the the oh, original in Broadway the 2002. run. Two thousand two. Gotcha. Two thousand two original Broadway gotcha. run. Um, and the reason why I bring this up is because the story, she gets cast. She finds out that she's uh, has cervical cancer. She's faced with a decision: Do I back out of this role, and take care of this, or do I get a goddamn hysterectomy? And continue with the show, and sure as shit, that's what she did. Wow, Word. She, she got a hysterectomy. Wow. Talk about like owning your future. Like, no, you know for what? real, that's exactly Fine. what I would do if that were the. Fine, this is what's. <laughs> Fuck it, rip this out. Yep. We're doing this. This is so my this chance. Is Broadway, I am bitches. taking it. I'm not I'm using it anyway. It. Fuck it. Exactly. Getting yeah. an Oscar. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, happening. Yeah, I'll like buy that. a child. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I need she, a Tony on my counter. More than uh, I need a kid. Yeah, I, uh, that just stuck out to me. And then she went on to play this for a very, very, very long time. She's almost as well known as, you know, and the people that are familiar with the show and the run of the show uh, as Ricky Lake was. Um, she was mm-hmm. even in when they they did this a couple years ago for uh, a Fox Live. Mm. I, I believe this I one aired that. on yeah. uh, aired on Fox. Fox it I was believe definitely which, Fox. Yeah, they've which been doing the We really have to, to to point out that Fox did this one. They did Rent. Grease. Grease, Sound of Music. Sound I of don't music. think they realize the material that they're producing for their show is 
as as right leaning as their news organization well, is. Well, they're I don't two different the, companies. They're two different companies, but yeah. they all meet at one spot. Not the news so, anymore, because Disney bought. Did they? Uh, are they separated bought from Fox Entertainment uh, okay. a little while back? Actually, it so lost four thousand uh, middle class media jobs. That's um, hmm, you know because you you buy it and then you gotta they cut it out. Re- so reorganize it, all it, of your people and. Yeah. To me, I mean, and so different. that's a more of a recent development. But if you think about the years that Family Guy was on and all these different shows, that they were literally playing both sides of, of, of that political coin. There. Oh, totally. It just really, I've it had really a couple strikes of me. thoughts just like yeah. how do why do we as entertainers and producers and, and whatnot even play with with them and their money? Like if you're going to keep spreading racist propaganda and brainwashing my mom then you don't get to make money then off hairspray. Exactly. i'm not going to <laughs> exactly. i'm not gonna draw my cartoon exactly. for you i'm not gonna be on this yeah and it I, is weird all, they don't have the talent it is a yeah it is a really <laughs> so, bizarre it, it's really that, that, that's gone on and i guess if they've separated the two still it that was still well and even very still separated like with, now but it's always been, it's always been fairly separated yeah, it's always been news, two separate companies but even still like I feel like even Fox Entertainment, even still at the, I mean, it's still Disney, so it's still very sanitized. Like when they did Rent, yeah. Rent is something that's really close to a lot of people, including mm-hmm. me, and I'm sure everybody else in this room. Very much so. And the production of Rent was, um, they casted uh, Valentina to play Angel. Um, Valentina's a not very well liked drag queen that was on Drag Race mm-hmm. um, for two seasons, and. Uh, and it was it was a bad casting decision that it's they like made. They just googled they drag just, queen. They did. They googled popular the... drag queen and then said, "We'll pick her. She can't sing, she can't act, and she can't dance. She'll do all right." Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 but the whole thing was very sanitized. And same thing with hairspray. I mean, while yes, there were you know it was still the script. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? The the performance of it, it was very there sanitized. Little, yeah, for sure. You know. Well, there's uh, something different in <clears throat> live musical theater than in a when you film they're two completely different mediums so mm-hmm. to like film a live action the only you know, person you're that really works for is all Tyler close Perry. up and it's completely different yeah. um it, it's a completely different thing well and the thing is is that because it's a they're they've kind of tried to or attempted to i don't know if they've been very successful at it but they sort of attempted to create a new medium um and yeah. where it's this it's a stage production with a live audience with different sets and the camera moves and it's a continuous live thing, but it's still, it's well, like the first two, they did the sound of music and then they did another one and they were both terrible. I will say you think after like those two that they would just be like, you know what? Fuck it. We're never doing this again. But the thing is that they're still making a dead horse. And I will say, I still watched rent. I still watched it. Yeah. And that's I, why. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't I still watched it so I could hate it. But I saw The Wiz. I saw Grease. I saw Hairspray. Which Harvey, it was nice to see Harvey Firestein's take on it because he wrote, he, he, he played that character for a long time on Broadway. He was the, the original yeah. cast too uh, with Marissa. And again, a third different take on Edna Turnblad. I mean, he's Harvey Firestein. Like that guy is intense. And. The energy that he brought to that role too. There's not an ounce of femininity in that man, no, at all. Except he is the he is so flamboyantly gay. He is, but also you're but right. scarily, <laughs> scarily masculine in a way. Just there's nothing. Uh, but he will cut you with a rhinestone he knife. Will, he will definitely <laughs> cut you with a rhinestone knife. But again, he still play, he, he he played that role uh, beautifully too. Uh, to see it because you know you don't really not a lot of. Unless in the right environment, there's a lot of, of Broadway uh, theater that 
not a lot of people will get a chance to see. And yeah. So to actually see that in that context. That's a good point. That's a good know. point. So, and you know, you guys mentioned that the Rocky Horror Pictures, there were some pluses on that. Um, I, you know, I, Rocky Horror is also something that's really yeah. important to me. And I don't think they did. That, that to me, is my favorite of what they have done. Mm-hmm. The only thing I disagree with is, um, and, and I disagree with this on like a, like a political level, I mm-hmm. suppose, is Laverne Cox playing Dr. Frank. Um, I thought that was really inappropriate because Dr. Frank is not a trans person. No. Um, no. And, and the fact that they, and they actually, they originally offered that role to, they offered the role of Dr. Frank to Adam Lambert. And he turned it down saying that if, uh, if the show is going to be remade today and we have trans people um, that are actors and actresses, we should have them playing trans roles. And that's why he turned it down. And that's why he was not Dr. Frank. And that's why Laverne Cox was. Um, which showed a really fundamental misunderstanding of the show. And uh, a, in a way, yeah, for sure. A really and, and that character. Not that, listen, I love Laverne Cox. She's a fantastic actress. And she did a really good job at the role. Um, but that blurred a line that, in my opinion, shouldn't be blurred. Um, mm-hmm. And is really yeah. harmful to be blurred. I thought she just was a little bit too on the nose with a Tim Curry impression. But I still think that she did a, a fantastic job. That was the only thing I could take away from it is that it yeah, was she too, did a good job. The I mean, actors did a good job. Yeah, no, everybody did great. Yeah. Amber Lambert, Adam Lambert is oh my gosh. I feel like um, if Tim Curry isn't playing Doctor Frank, and then it should be Payson. That's where I, <laughs> I, yes, yes, that's my feeling. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. Absolutely, Doctor um, Frank. So you guys, we're gonna get ready to wrap this up. We've actually this is. I think would be the one of the longest episodes we've recorded, and I am yeah. so happy that this is uh, the, no, the picture that we. Like just, that. I know it's great. Time, it's, it, time did fly. Um, uh, it has been a treat and a pleasure. Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, real quick too, they also uh, John Waters said that he wanted to do a sequel to Hairspray. He wrote it. He he had it. All, they did. They just ended up not producing it. This was a commercial success, but it wasn't enough to warrant a, a sequel. It did. It cost seventy-five million bucks to make, and they made two hundred million. So, in Hollywood terms, that's yeah. All that's right, not, not too bad. That's not enough to warrant. But yeah, he has made a sequel. He would love to do Hairspray two, and somebody and needs to get on this. Exactly. I feel like I would love to see Hairspray two that takes place in twenty nineteen. Yes. That's what I want. It would see. be Ooh. wonderful. I mean, not only that, it's John Waters. It's not somebody else. It's like, okay, I'm mm-hmm. going to take this in a new, different direction. So John it's, Waters, if you're this listening. This was John Waters, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I know you're probably flying around with John Travolta right now. Uh, you guys need to land that plane. To come you got more actors right exactly. here. Right? They want to do this. movie. <laughs> uh, Heidi, uh, real quick, we're, we're going we're gonna to wrap this up. What um, your, your final takeaway of Hairspray, what would you, if, if, if anybody was going to be, you know, the end uh, on this topic. What would you want to? Oh man, to the say message that I really got from this movie was: don't be a passive resistor. Mm. Yes. Fight back. Very good point. Absolutely, don't be a passive resistor. I love it. <clears throat> I'm going horse. Crystal, what would be? Oh, I mean, that obviously. But um, to add to that, I think there's there's something just really magical about Tracy's hopeful optimism and and just vibrance she sees she sees the best in in all of them she wasn't unkind to anyone and it's even in you know in how she's fighting how she fights that problem how they all fight that problem in Mm -hmm. the end isn't necessarily with the march even though that was important it was with taking over the media Mm -hmm. sneaking in there and just 
making yourself heard. Like, take me down from a rocket, <coughs> I'm here, and I'm going to challenge this bitch. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. She's not even that overtly mean to the people in power in this movie. No, she's no, not. she's no. very she polite. Hits the, she hits the, she hits the officer on the head with the sign. Uh, yeah, that's her, her and her whole that's family. Right, but even, yeah. You know? Sure. They're still really, really Sadly, positive. yeah. Uh, sadly, like, Nadimir in that respect. I think there's, so. th- that's something that speaks to... To everyone on mm-hmm. all sides. Yeah, like just at no, and their character. At no point does she ever try to sabotage Amber. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Good point. Holy smoke, that's absolutely correct. She's not wanting to. She take... doesn't even. There, there's where you know she's singing that song about the bells. She hears the bells, right? And she's sort of dreamy all the way. I love this scene because I was. That was me as a teenage mm-hmm. girl. Okay, I. <laughs> I wanted to be on Broadway and also have Zac Efron, and I was just that starry eyed when I first. <laughs> I thought I was love. the only was one that like... had that dream. <laughs> 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 but she looks out the window, and she's she's singing the song, and she sees. Amber and Zac Efron, uh, you know, sort of together down there. And and she doesn't have any on her face. You know, there's no jealousy, no spite. She's just, it does not affect her. She is still singing that song. She fucking hears those bells. Mm-hmm. And she's like, mm-hmm. just, in that inspires the other people like her mom to do more it's, it inspires her dad to connect more it inspires mm-hmm. the everyone around her to participate in, together in this thing nice. absolutely yeah absolutely absolutely there's the, my uh, period no no that's uh, perfect that's <laughs> really really good um yeah and, and that's something that to, to this day people who are like way far off to the right you know we would like equality. We would like our share of the pie. That does not mean you get less pie. Then that's something right. that you know. You Amber doesn't get much no pie. pie. Or exactly, there's we still, can always make more pie. There, yeah, yeah, there, everybody I gets mean, their piece. Nobody is losing. Gets pie. Yeah, nobody is losing anything in this equation. You don't even like this. Everybody kind of pie. gets to. Yeah, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> true. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> true. Good. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's still, yeah, it, nobody is, is without, and that's something that, 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 that mindset is so, oh, I got to keep mine. And unfortunately, uh, Payson, well, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you said that. Cause that's actually, that's, that's for me, what, what we really take away from it is the fact that, um, you are not better than anybody else, Mm-mm. um, because of anything, whether because of it, because of your, your social status, because of your money, um, because of your looks, because of the color of your skin, because, you know, um, because of the size of your body or whatever it is, you are not better than anybody else. You know, the character of Velma really, uh, really personifies that she has, you know, Miss Baltimore crabs, which is my favorite number for this mm-hmm. reason. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> and it's because, you know, cause it, it, cause it's not, I mean, obviously this person that obviously has some very, that wants to go in the white direction, mm-hmm. you know, this person is a, is a oh, racist God. person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Also, very much she so. may have murdered her husband. Well, yeah. Yeah, That's, yeah. She oh, definitely yeah, murdered her do. husband. She definitely yeah. murdered her husband. But, but he you know, accidentally this strangled. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, it's it's this person that also, in addition to being a racist person, um, this person is also somebody who, you know, slept with the judges to win Miss Baltimore Crabs. So this mm-hmm. person is, and it, this person who never drank one chocolate malt, no dessert for Miss Baltimore. You know, is it's, that why they call her Miss Baltimore Crabs? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, probably, um, but the but no, she, she you know she's somebody that cares a lot about what other people think about her, and she's somebody that cares a lot about 
about putting others down so that she is on the top. And um, she loses in the end. She does. And I when like you do that, you will lose. Her. See that sort of how that yeah. affects her daughter and mm-hmm. their relationship, how her daughter sees herself and how her daughter sees herself in relation to everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And by the end of the movie, you know, there's she's having a fit, you know, up there and she doesn't win and she's sort of pouting and, and she has a tussle with her mom and they're they're arguing um, and and she she's arguing that you know i lost let's just deal with it let's just deal with that like mm-hmm. th- she has a sort of change of perspective there well and like maybe two minutes later kind of in the background you see her learning how to dance from seaweed oh nice yeah, exactly oh really i never caught that yeah, yeah. i saw her she's given... like kind of doing like a like an arm thing with seaweed in the background oh, he's huh. teaching her how to do mm-hmm. one of his dances and she sort of like sidesteps uh, you know away from her mom in this visual like by you're wrong yeah and i'm gonna I'm go, going to go i'm gonna learn how to dance way. with all the cool yeah. kids the, now this you know. is what's right and it's not an easy step for her because she's been indoctrinated and this is the way she's, she's and also the way she's, she's been, been horrible raised. to everybody there exactly and right. so right. that was her norm her. exactly you, it's not without reason to accept. yeah she would throw a fit because she didn't win she's been bred to win her whole life she's been told she's right. three years she's, in a row already exactly she's yeah she says something to corny like i miss teenage hairspray mm-hmm Always, yeah. yeah, and so that's why it's like always the charmer. It's mm-hmm. it is <laughs> so it's not without reason why yeah she would throw a fit whether it's and and, and even in, in in her darkest time she's not being put down by by they're, they're, you don't get a sense that you know she gets her comeuppance a little bit but then she does see the light she actually learns something yeah so even yeah. the most vile of people in this movie most one of the more, more vile people in the movie still learns something and still take away with okay they're they're still on board with the natural progression of the way. Yeah. society should behave and how they should why they were more enlightened in the late 80, 60s than than this time this time frame yeah i'm writing john waters to to take his hairspray 2 sequel rewrite it, it make it happen. in 2019 it mm-hmm. needs to happen yeah yep. and they could only just just move it 20 years in the future so it's this 80s for them and still make it an allegory for today there we go <laughs> <laughs> um I would love so, to see yeah, Tracy at disco. I, I think eighties <laughs> hair. So you could do hairspray 80s. in the eighties for sure. Oh, that'd oh, be totally. so good. Everyone's just crimped and oh, it'd yes. be beautiful. Um, it's like a nineties grunge version. <laughs> Ooh, <even> better. <laughs> <laughs> With just like Spray. Pussy Riot. No. Alright. <laughs> 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 I, I think that the 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 best takeaway and 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 you guys are all right, and I really appreciate you guys all being here. Uh, what was what you mentioned, Crystal, about um, look at my daughter, you know, regular. I think is <laughs> I that didn't I didn't pick up on that the first time, and I that that's quickly gonna become my favorite thing. Just it's just so perfect, like regular, and that's what really everybody wants is just to be regular. You know, you don't have to be celebrated and put on a pedestal like, oh my gosh, this person's, you know, in, in the in the LGBT community, they're fucking amazing well they are but like you know they're they're their person and you respect them for who they are and the brilliant person that they are just like anybody can be you know the most vile of white trash person can still with the right there there's it takes a lot more because fuck them but uh, <laughs> an air of redemption so to speak and i and i think that speaks to um a, a lot of the, the the message of this movie is you know a regular that's 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 all anybody really wants is to be regular, to be accepted, to be appreciated for who they are and what they do, and this is really good. 
that's the underlying so, sort of mm-hmm. human thing that we all share despite mm-hmm. where we come from or despite how we were raised mm-hmm. or despite what we know or don't exactly. know or all that other shit the one thing we all share is we all want to be accepted we all want to be regular regular quote unquote but just accepted like you're okay with the people around the people around you are okay with you Mm -hmm. that's the feeling yeah to be regular is what you're talking about is like to be accepted for who the person that you are you know for or even just seen as you know normal or exactly not not this outsider Mm mm-hmm Exactly. You yeah, know, is... like you're seen as inside. Uh-huh. You're in the fold. You know, mm-hmm. I think we all want that. Yeah, we we all deserve a piece of that pie, and nobody's going to get a lesser, a smaller piece because it's serving more people. It, it's not how that works. So, I, I I can't say this enough how grateful and humbled I am that you guys were able to take some time out of your your busy lives to be here. Um, this is this was a real treat, um, and this one. Is definitely, I think we're going to be deb- debuting this episode here around Pride Week because I think this is perfect, uh, a perfect meeting. And I really appreciate you guys taking the time, Pace and Crystal yeah. Heidi. Thank you so much for from from a personal level. I really appreciate you guys. It's also fun. Here, so. This was wonderful. This was a good, good yeah. it was a fun discussion. This was great. This was mm-hmm. yeah, and this was a just longest. just lovely for me. Um, and and Joey, you're lovely. Like you. No 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 no. no. <laughs> lovely for <person. laughs> It's all Everyone a should understand actually... how to accept a compliment. Can we just can so. we do that? Can we do the 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 Tracy and Edna thing now, where we where we dress you up and take you to the clothing store? And yes. can we do let's that? go. Is there Did a hefty like hideaway in town? You know, but there used it's to be Catherine's plus glittery. sizes. It's where I get my pants. Oh my gosh, I'm. Oh. You guys humble this old broad. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, I'm actually gonna run with that, and I'm really like I said, I've even for. As long as I can remember, I, I wanted a, a chance to play Edna, and I think I'm going to just going to physically take it myself. Yeah, do yeah. it and play Edna. Calling every theater the in Edna town. Yeah, the Edna. Ooh, I could be Edna for Halloween. Yes. Well, I do enough. You don't need I, an excuse like Halloween, Joey Maxi. You got a stage. You got a microphone. You need to do it. I Edna do whatever number. the hell you want. I, 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 I do a lot of. I do a lot of. I'm always put on the spot. I, I know all these lines, and I can't. I, oh my gosh. You guys. Oh, you. All right. Thank you again so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Uh, a special a special edition Pride uh, episode of the Be Kind Rewind. Uh, talking about Hairspray 2007. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, what, what can we say? You know, stay regular. <laughs> Okay, that's worse. All right, proves to each That's what everybody wants to be. Keep reaching for that ultimate goal is to be regular. Try Activia. All right, come on, James. There's a good sponsor right there. It is exactly. Activity, please send Activia. Please send your checks to the East Drop Network offices, please. Address to Joey Edna Maxi. Thank you so much again. Uh, Love you guys. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks.